0: Drug Podcast Network. I was in Philadelphia when I came across my first Toymbe tile. I saw it there and planted into the asphalt, and I, I didn't know how they did it. So I set about making my own. I got a blowtorch, I got some Exacto knives, I got some shears, and I went about doing it. And I'm going to be placing it. Tonight, and I am so excited. A curioso is someone who inquires into esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, curiosos of all shapes and sizes. We are here today. In Bazaar, once again to record an episode, mm-hmm. is is that all you're saying, Joe? Just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Joe's <laughs> just going to do noises, but Brr. also, <laughs> but also we have a, a guest, the proprietor, Greg Hatem again.
1: Hello, guys, thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, he's back. Mm-hmm. So so uh, we did the taxidermy episode with him, and uh, and that was awesome. It was a very, very cool episode. And you guys have had a lot going on since then. You guys did uh were part of what, OuijaCon and Yeah.
1: Yeah we uh, did OuijaCon. Uh we just recently had a party for the uh the casting crew of uh, Bat Boy the Musical, which is gonna premiere uh, next month. Um, at the Still Point Theater. And uh, yeah, we've just been uh, having a busy summer.
0: Yeah, you guys are rocking and rolling. You got oh. got all kinds of stuff that you're that you're got your uh... Paws dipped in, paws <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I'm surrounded by things, things with pause. that are in, in <laughs> right. paws yeah. and right. that are in dipped in jars of things. Yeah. So, but um,
1: Hamden's wettest Do. <laughs> yeah, <Right>.
0: absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, let's mention that again. So we are in uh, we are in Hamden in Baltimore at Bazaar. And uh, what's your address again?
1: Greg? It's three five three four Chestnut Avenue.
0: Yeah, so you definitely want to swing by Bazaar for all your oddity needs, because this place is amazing, and good lord, I love recording here. Oh, Mm. shucks. We love having you. (laughs) So, uh, we're here today to talk about something really, uh, really interesting, really cool, uh, that I have been interested in for a very, very long time, and that is the Toynbee tile.
2: Yeah. Now the first time you mentioned this episode to me, mm-hmm. I, I have no clue. You had like, no clue. I was what like, they were. "What the hell are you talking about? What the hell's a toy bee?" Yeah. Like I had
1: no. It's earthy... a little bumblebee. You wind it up. It's right. a toy. That's what I thought. It was a <laughs> toy and a bee.
0: Like I thought it was some weird gypsy thing, you know, that you, you love. Well, I I didn't know what it was at first, but the first time I think I was in Philadelphia and I was going to the Mitter Museum. And when we were done at the Mitter Museum, we decided to go over and get, like, a cheesesteak. And, and, mm-hmm. and we were walking along South Street. You know, we went into, like, the Condom Kingdom and, you know, a few different other, like, little tourist trap kind of places. Right. And I looked down in the crosswalk, and here was this tile. And I don't even know how else to explain it, but it's like a license plate-sized tile that's mm-hmm. embedded into the, the asphalt. Right. And I was like what the hell is that? So I stop in the middle of the crosswalk and this dude's like honking at me. Her her and I'm like I'm like And I, you're I, in I, Philly I, so it's all yeah. middle fingers Yeah. And... well well I mean you know you know I'm in a different in a different town, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, we You know, I I was like, what is this? You know, and Mm -hmm. at the time, I don't think that I had, you know, camera phones weren't a thing. Right. You know what I mean? I'm talking like, this is like late 90s. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody had phones. Nobody, I didn't have a camera with me. You know, I I couldn't take a picture of it. But I just saw it and I was like, that is the strangest thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of like looked around a little bit online for it and couldn't find anything. Uh, But apparently other people have been cataloging these and networking together to find out what they were for quite a long time because right. they've been showing up since the like early to mid-'80s. Right. I mean, the timeline is
2: somewhere around 82, 83 is when the first one was, I guess, cited. Like, recognized. and yeah. and, and jotted down or noted somewhere that someone saw this mm-hmm. between that time. And ever since then, uh, they've been popping up in... Oh, man. Uh, Philadelphia, D.C., Pittsburgh, New York, here in Baltimore, Boston, and even as far as South America, Brazil, Argentina, and Chile.
0: Yeah, and that's like the weirdest thing. So it's not, I mean, it's basically like North and South America. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, now most of them are in and around Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and as they spread out from Philadelphia, they get... um, less they get more sporadic yeah you know and obviously like the ones in south america and stuff like that are not a handful down there. yeah it's like maybe four or five it's not not a whole lot
2: in in total there are around 130 130 known tiles to exist Mm -hmm. and that's scattered in all those different areas yeah 130 tiles now is that all one person
0: yeah. Well, we don't know yeah,
2: we don't know we don't know this is this is the the, the big you know uh, mystery is that no one really knows who started it who continues to do it there, there's no
1: you guys, I have a confession. Oh, it's, it's, it was me. me. No, just kidding. It was, it was not on uh, your spare time. I was not born. So hold on. No, I was, was going to say, gonna how old ask. were you during like the early eighties? <laughs> I was you know, like negative four. Negative. So you
2: were putting down
0: tiles in utero. You could say that. Or pff, actually, you could say that in utero. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Greg, what was the first time you came across the Toynbee Tiles?
1: It was a while back. I uh, think it was through the uh, documentary film that was Mm -hmm. made in, I think, 2011. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Called Resurrect Dead. And um, just seeing that, I think it, uh, you know, piques your curiosity. Um, Yeah, I guess I know that... uh, there are some in Baltimore. I've, actually, I've never actually seen them. Um, yeah, I
0: haven't either. Well, here's the cool thing: is that I have found a uh, a, a map mm-hmm. on on online. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it basically all the tiles in Baltimore are about within a mile of each other. Okay, and most of them are downtown. So I'm going to have the map up on the website. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can go and check that out, and you could basically do a walking tour. Oh, of all cool. the that's tiles in awesome. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that in Philadelphia, in yeah. New York. Uh, but, you know, you could do that here in Baltimore if you're from this area. Hmm. I know we have a lot of listeners that are, you know, all around. You know, we have some that are from Europe and things like that. So you right. guys are screwed. <laughs> but it's no still... for you. Yeah, this right. is still an amazing thing to talk Unless about. Unless you come and visit. And then you can, and then you can go yeah. and check them out. Yeah, yeah come nice. to Baltimore, come to Bazaar, and then do a Toynbee <laughs> Tile walking. Um, right. Yeah, that's... That's what we should work on. We (laughs) should work on a book on tape Uh or a a walking tour of the Toynbee tiles. I can put on an audio cassette and people can bring their Walkman in and buy it from your shop and then walk around. Just like it's
1: 1980-whatever. 1982. (laughs) Exactly. When Walkmans (laughs) existed.
2: So all of these 130 tiles contain a variation on the inscription I'm going to air quote this, and this is the main inscription. There are a few other little things that are thrown in uh, on several of these tiles, but the main thing that you will see on the Toynbee tiles, the, is, yeah, this is the main tile. There are sometimes auxiliary tiles, right, yeah. or or things below it, or there there are other inscriptions. But the main thing is Toynbee idea, or ideas, or ideas, in movie two thousand and one. Resurrect dead on
0: planet jupiter right
2: so yeah. right there what?
0: it just sounds like someone Nonsense. tossing out like word salad right <laughs> yeah like it's like a
2: i don't know some kind of art piece you know what i mean like something you have to think way too hard for or someone who isn't thinking properly or something like that like or to make those connections some
0: conspiracy theorist right maybe Perhaps. right so each one of these tiles is made out of, you know, some people say it's made out of different things. Linoleum? Okay. It's probably made out of linoleum mm-hmm. or VCT, which is vinyl composite tile, uh, which which most of the time linoleum is made out of vinyl anyway. Right. So so you're, you are talking like the, the, the kind of like tile in either in your kitchen, which is linoleum tile mm-hmm. or linoleum flooring. Right. Okay. And then... The, the kind of stuff that you would find in like hospital on hospital floors the big industrial stuff that is vct tile or vinyl composite tile right. and basically what that is is you have vinyl mixed with an aggregate which is usually sand mm-hmm. and the sand kind of let, let you know it lets it hold up a little bit better right
2: right well that's why it's industrial grade so you have years and years of stomping and carts rolling and whatever on right. top of these tiles rather
0: than the that you know, a homeowner type stuff where it's just people's feet basically. Right. And, and the, the reason why it's made out of the vinyl is so that it kind of can stretch and bend, mm-hmm. uh, with time. So it's not as quite as hard on the feet, but also so that, you know, when a cart goes over it and it's really, really heavy and it presses it down, it'll come back up and pop back to where it's supposed to be. Okay. So also if you have some shifting and rocking in your floor, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to shift and rock with those, you know what I mean? With that sort of, you know, motion. Okay. So that's what the vinyl is for. So, you know, it'll, it'll bend to the, to your floor.
2: Okay. So these tiles, that's what they're made out of. Yeah. But then the words, the letters themselves, someone actually, uh, maybe a scalpel or an exacto or a chainsaw or or something, they've, they've carved
0: out I don't quite think it's a chainsaw, Joe. Well, but I mean... I, I mean, yeah. It could
1: be like a tiny like dollhouse chainsaw. Yeah, or maybe like a, maybe. Like
0: a turkey cutter knife. Yeah, you yeah
1: know, there the, you
2: go. One of those things.
1: Like from the Rocky Horror?
2: Like yeah, the,
0: exactly. Like the
2: turkey Yeah, carver. the electric knife, you know? <laughs> but someone actually has taken the time to cut through industrial-grade tile. Mm-hmm. This is not that super, super thin floor tile in your house. They, they've taken the time to cut through that stuff. Letters for both the positive and the negative of the letter.
0: Yeah, so they've not only cut the outside tile, mm-hmm. the the letters in that, but they've also cut uh, inlay tire tiles, right. right? Just like you would like make a pearl handled gun and you would inlay it with, you know, like metal. That's yeah. what they do with all the letters. They inlay it with a separate color so it pops. Mm-hmm. So, and let me tell you, I have made one of these. <laughs> and it is freaking hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um so my first attempt we were thinking about doing this episode like maybe a year ago. Yeah. And it just not never kind of came to fruition. We kind of just sort of canceled it and decided to do it uh, now. Um but uh but between then and now I figured out that with VCT if you take a blowtorch, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you know any kind of like heat a heat gun, blowtorch right. and you and you use that on the tile much easier to cut through with an X-Acto knife or some sort of, like, box cutter knife. Yeah, mostly plastic, so... Right, it it makes it a lot softer. Yeah. So uh, I was able to actually do that. Um, And, I I mean, we'll get into my tile a little bit later on. But just to think that someone took the
2: time and effort (laughs) to do that, you know, and then how do they place these tiles? What are they stuck down to the asphalt with? most things that stay on asphalt besides chewing gum tend to just come up or just pop out or yeah yeah so what did you use what did did you
0: find in in your process okay well that's another thing too is that uh, and uh, greg you were talking about the movie right and they mentioned this in the movie that sometimes you'll find like a nail or a bottle cap or something Mm -hmm. like that that's embedded into the asphalt And basically what happens is it just kind of gets pressed into the asphalt on a hot day. A car drives over it. It presses down into it, Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of wedged, right? Right. And asphalt is, what, tar
2: and then tons of other aggregates like sand, rock, sometimes glass, rubber. It's a mix of stuff, but primarily it is a thick, rubbery
0: tar. And and the, the tar comes from basically are petroleum manufacturing so we can drive around. Mm-hmm. So the, on the very, you know, when they when they take and they separate petroleum into natural gases and then kerosene, you know, uh, natural gases and then whatever, I don't know, Coleman camping fuel and then gasoline and then below right, that right. you have like uh, kerosene and diesel fuel. The very, very bottom layer of that is asphalt. You're basically just left off with crud. Yeah, so yeah, they take exactly. that, and then they, you know, they have so much of that, they mix it with, you know, with sand, with uh, 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 little tiny pebbles, and then they pave our streets with it. Mm-hmm. So it is actually uh, a liquid, technically. Yeah. Even though it doesn't seem like it, it moves very, very slowly. And if you notice on uh, very heavily used streets that they haven't you know, reasphalted in a while, mm-hmm. you'll have ruts where the tires go. Yeah, where where the sort of the asphalt is kind of divoted out. Yeah, because the tires have gone over there so much, you've had so mm-hmm. much weight, and it's pushed the asphalt to the very middle where there's like a hump. Yeah. you know what I mean in the middle of the street. So it is fluid. We don't have so any of
1: that in Baltimore. So no, sorry. no, None oh no, that's all we resolve. have in Baltimore. So I'm completely foreign. <laughs> yeah, pristine
2: yeah, streets yeah. here in Baltimore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this place is like the yellow brick road. is all yeah. <laughs> these tiles are pressed down into that asphalt. But in order for them to really stick, uh, what you ha- what, what, we think that the 20B tiles were originally put on with was an asphalt crack filler. Okay. Okay? Now, we know that because uh, on some of the original twin b tiles, you know, in some of the cities, Philadelphia and things like that, um, there are smaller tiles underneath, like auxiliary tiles that are attached to it, mm-hmm. that have told us... Specifically that he uses asphalt crack filler, so there's mm. two different kinds: one comes in a bottle that you have an asphalt driveway, you have a crack, you pour it into your crack, eventually it kind of fills a lot like uh what what, what are you laughing about, Joe pour it into your crack, pour it into my asphalt crack <laughs> yeah, why Sorry. is that funny? I don't know why is that funny, Joe? Maybe you should try that want <laughs> <laughs> to pour it into your asphalt crack, or get a belt <laughs> <laughs> so it um basically expands a lot like the like that weird foam that you oh, put the, in like the spray foam yeah, yeah it kind of expands like that right. uh you know into in you know in the crack and it fills the holes mm-hmm. so that's what you put on the back of the tile you smash it down i've also seen it in a uh like a caulk gun tube yeah, yeah Where yeah. you can get it like that mm-hmm. as well uh for larger areas and people have used that as well mm-hmm. and it kind of you smash it down but here's the thing is like we say other people uh, because, of course, the, the Toynbee idea, movie 2001, uh, Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter, those are the original tiles that first right. started appearing. Right. Um, and there are other people uh, that have kind of taken up the mantle mm-hmm. and, and, and gone with it. But um, we're not really sure who that first person is still. Right.
2: And the the, the main 130 or so, I want to say, original tiles, All it's weird because all of the lettering... It's it's almost like um, your penmanship, handwriting. Yeah, yeah, handwriting analysis. Like it looks like the same person, the same. Yeah. you know, cut these tiles. So, and I, I've seen I watched the the Resurrect Dead movie as well, and I've seen like, I guess the the more modern ones that I guess other people have done right. uh, in sort of homage to that, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't look the same. Maybe the same colors, same kind of tile was used. Uh, yeah. But the lettering, the cut of the lettering looks, you know, different. Different. Off. So it has to be someone else. Different Mm -hmm. person. At least in my brain, it has to be someone else compared to those original,
0: you know. But, in, uh, you know, a lot of the time, whoever's putting these down, these original tiles, he is saying to other people, you must tile. You must do this as well. So he's trying to get other people to... You know, to talk about this idea, to subvert normal media, and and get this idea, the Toynbee well, idea, out there.
1: Well, I think it comes from a failed attempt to get major media behind him um, initially. Um, when it was the Minority Project, right? Mm. Was the name yeah, of the yeah. And so he had put out press releases, tried to contact members of the press, and of course, if you tell a, someone from the press that we're all going to be resurrected on the planet Jupiter, they're not likely to take you very seriously. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think as he was met with more and more uh, negative response he became more and more desperate, or he or she became more and more desperate to get the message out in any way possible mm-hmm. um, which I guess if you're very desperate might include uh, laying tiles on asphalt
2: Yeah, so okay, so here's the thing, if no one knows anything about this yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm basically the newbie, you know. Uh, it's not an art project. It's not mm, wait wait wait. But wait. it kind of is. It yes it is. It, I mean on the side it
0: is glass stained like, things in you know in churches are art projects even though they have a they faith depict, behind them. Yeah, they depict a message.
2: Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. This is not just an art project. This is not just ramblings. This is a message that kind of takes all of that and puts it into a tangible thing that Joe Schmo, average person, can see on a street. Right. Rather than, like you said, uh, going to major media and only reading it in a newspaper or only reading the, the message in a magazine or on TV. This is a grassroots attempt for someone to get their message across.
1: Mm-hmm. right yeah i think that the well the first like mention of it in the media i guess was on the larry king show right yeah nineteen like 19- eighty 1980 right? i believe oh yeah eighty. 1980 uh, there was someone who called into the show late at night and um described this whole theory of dead molecules being uh resurrected on the planet jupiter that was the the concept um and Obviously, it didn't go over so well on the Larry King show <laughs> right. but um, but that's sort of I think was the first attempt to sort of put the message out there to test the waters mm-hmm. and then um from that point on, I think just out of more and more frustration with uh, no one taking taking this person seriously, right. I think that's where the tiles come in come into play
0: so it, it it's uh, you know basically, we got this from the research. That I mean, I, I hate to say we're kind of like piggybacking on the Resurrect Dead guys and, mm-hmm. and the documentary that they made, but we're, we're also interested in this. I right. saw it a long time ago. Um, so we're definitely using the information that we well, got from there. So yeah, I mean, you look up wiki and, and you
2: just Google it, and the biggest thing you're going to find with the most prominent and reasonable information comes
1: from those guys. Yeah. You know, because they did the legwork. But also, I think that it resonated with them on a personal level, yeah, and they I think kind so of uh, not not like obsessive in a in a bad way, but they sort of did co- become like obsessed with it mm. and uh, finding. I mean, as anyone might, you know, I mean, it's a right. really interesting, fascinating thing with basically no context or uh, you know, uh, definitely re- require a lot of research, which yeah. is what they did. And I think that um, they did a pretty good job in terms of uh, sort of uncovering a few. Few uh, details.
2: Yeah, and they're they're all what Philly natives. All three of the. Uh, it's
0: it's actually I think there is really like four of them. Well, yeah, and, and it, the the director. The he's director not, of the. He's the, not
2: on screen. You yeah, hear his and voice. that's
0: so that's John Foy. He's the director of the movie Resurrected, mm-hmm. and you have Justin Dewar He is uh he's the musician and artist mm-hmm. who I think he's like the driving force really. Yeah. Of it, um, you have another one of his friends, Colin Smith and uh, Steve mm-hmm. Uh And these these guys are all, you know, co-stars of this of this film. Right. Um, but they, yeah, you're right. They did, like, all this legwork to find out. I mean, they went to so many different weird meetings, mm-hmm. you know, that whoever this person was, they really dove in and tried to find them. And they had lots of different suspects. Yeah. Uh, well, four, three, four. Three or
1: four, yeah. You know? But I, I think also they'll more than anything they found not the like answer to like this like riddle or some kind of like secret plot or some kind of conspiracy theory But more just like a portrait of mental illness and (laughs) no but like once they yeah once they kind of did a lot of work and and sort of found out who they thought might be responsible yeah it turns out that this person didn't want to be found and this person you know wasn't really trying to function in society in a way that would allow them to speak about it or Mm -hmm. to become like a public figure about it and it's sort of like at that point you just kind of uh, you know the subject the you know the suspect or whatever is is sort of mental illness, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, whatever their message was, I think it's kind of clouded by something like mental illness, you know? And it's it's probably one of those...
0: Or maybe this s- guy is totally 100% right and we yeah. should be listening to him and <laughs> we are, we could actually be resurrected on planet Jupiter. I mean, right. you know? True, I, but... I'm just saying that is definitely a point of view. Oh, it's yeah, just it's something definitely.
1: we should all look forward to, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So let's get into a little bit about uh, each line of of what that is. So the Toynbee idea, the very first, uh, the whole reason why they're called Toynbee tiles is the first line is almost always Toynbee idea. Right. Uh, The Toynbee idea uh, basically stems from Arnold Toynbee. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wrote, what was it, in the 70s that he wrote the books?
2: Yeah, he was basically a historian. Yeah,
0: he was a historian. Historian, a writer. yeah, but he was he was very much about uh, uh, like he was a religious historian, I think okay. mostly. So he, you know, a theologian. Yeah, yeah, mm. and he had this idea that it was possible through science mm. to resurrect our dead molecules on the planet Jupiter. That's where the planet Jupiter part comes in. Why just Jupiter? Well, uh, I believe that uh, Jupiter. It's like the Goldilocks. Jupiter is a planet much larger. Than us, right? Yeah. As uh, meaning the Earth, so size which, does matter. Yeah. Which, by the way, while we're recording this, we are getting our very first uh, really good pictures of Pluto oh, I as know. well, it's and awesome. it's amazing. And, I yeah, hate to sidebar, but that's really cool. Yeah. we're we're getting pictures of Pluto. I'm I. It's still Pluto in my pants. Yeah, it's still a planet. Looking at him, it's what? It's still a planet? It's still a half planet. No, it's not. It's a like dwar- a dwarf planet. Oh, dwarf <laughs> planet. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) Damn you, DeGrasse! But, um, I think it's a much larger, uh, much larger planet than us. Right. Right? So, all the people who have ever died would have actual room to live, which is why I think that that's the idea. It's
2: based on the molecules that make up a human body would need the same amount of space to have them regenerated, is that what the like the
0: doctor? But, <laughs> yes, uh, like the doctor.
1: Did Arnold Toynbee actually say anything about Jupiter himself? I thought that was a fabrication of, um, the, the culprit,
0: the culprit, and the suspect. And I know yeah. we keep on not saying his name, but yeah, you know, no. really, if you want to find that out, you probably should watch the movie. But we might wind up saying it by no, the end of that but, episode. No,
2: Toynbee was saying, the the first part that science will eventually be able to bring people back from the dead by using you know uh, their molecules you know yeah. reconstructing them he,
1: yeah. that was his part right yeah i think the whole um the whole jupiter part and the whole outer space part might have come from um uh 2001 yeah cooper space us yeah, yeah so i think that might have been where the outer space part came. I don't know if Toynbee B himself actually ever. Uh, he does suggested. mention
2: uh, space travel and things like that. Okay. I don't think I can't remember if it's actually Jupiter he specifies, but there, he does talk about space travel and things, and and it may yeah. make it easier. Uh, I just
1: feel like I feel like if you're going to say something as like kind of out there as, uh, oh yeah, we could just resurrect, you know the dead molecular structure of humans. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, it's all going to be on Jupiter. That sounds (laughs) like almost (laughs) like... It's too much. Too much to swallow. (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) The
2: world is flat and hollow at the same time. It's just
1: too much. Right, right, right. So that's the Toynbee line. Right. um, The next line will be
0: in in movie 2001. Right. Which is, yeah, which was uh, Kubrick's work. Two thousand and one. Yeah, I probably should have watched that as well. It's so long. (laughs) It's 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 really long. long, Um, uh, but so basically, you know, it's it's they're what arguing. Really, it's wow. I don't even know how do I explain that Kubrick. There's a bone thrown in the air in Kubrick, and there's a monolith. Well, I, I think whoever did the
2: tiles takes bits and pieces of that film. Uh, as in sort of the evolutionary jump that if you haven't seen the movie, watch the movie. It, it, this will make a little bit more sense. Uh,
0: so, And you're either going to think it's the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. Right. That's the only two schools that you have. But if you Uber.
1: think it's the best thing ever, it, it's understandable that it would create this impression in your head that might lead someone who has a tendency towards possible mental illness or, mm-hmm. or, or just exaggeration or just, you know kind of not quite all you know all, a little bit a little bit together. unhinged yeah. yeah it might uh be a, a point of reference in terms of fixation exactly yeah uh, mm-hmm. but there's... i mean it is gorgeous
0: it's yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. No, especially it... like the last 10 minutes of the film except Wait. for the uh that space baby the the space okay, now now star child here... start do
2: you have a problem with star child it Joe? just looks weird <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> we can't have that right
2: <laughs> well and this is Pre-CGI, of course, Mm -hmm. this is, uh, uh, technically the movie is phenomenal, Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to the, the Toynbee idea, there's this sort of evolutionary thing that happens with the apes in the film, after they meet the monolith, okay, and there's this sort of jump from apes beating a, a bone and and hitting the monolith, and, and then there's this jump to space and the future. So there's that's the jump. We took up this one little tool and now, a few hundred years later, boom, we are in space. We have c- conquered space. And then at the end of the film, the next evolutionary jump is now there is this sort of I mean, the Star Child. You know, we have yeah. we have made this. Well,
0: he died. the The main character. What's his name? Do you know? Do you remember? Dave. Dave. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Dave. I can't do that. Dave dies. Yes. And then is reborn as a Star Child. Mm-hmm. Outside, it's close to planet Jupiter. Right. 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 So, and, and it's is that it? was
2: where the mission was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Is the in the movie the monoliths, Originally, one was found on Earth then that pointed to the moon and the next one was to Jupiter and then who knows if there are more monoliths out there because our story the 2001 that we're talking about the one where they leave off is Jupiter so I think that's where uh, the on planet Jupiter part of the tile comes in was from the also from the 2001 Yeah. so I think it's Toynbee idea and then the Kubrick movie, Resurrect Dead, back to the Toynbee idea. You know what I mean? The, 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 right, the, yeah. Theologian. Kind of connecting it. Right. And then again, On Planet Jupiter. So you're kind of making that intersection with all four of those lines of those tiles.
1: And if you're trying to get into this person's head, I mean, you can imagine being like caught up in the fantasy of the movie, being caught up in possibly uh, Toynbee's uh, work, Mm -hmm. and just kind of...
0: He's obviously a smart person, whoever's doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So, he's into the books right? that that Toynbee wrote. He came across, like, it's a two-tome set of books that he wrote all about his theories. Mm -hmm. So...
1: Yeah, so there's, like, that uh, kind of... uh, Someone connected two dots that might not normally be connected, or might Mm -hmm. not really have anything to do with each other, but in someone's mind you could imagine that oh my gosh these two things could possibly be connected right and if someone has like obsessive qualities obsessive traits they might latch onto that and it might become more than just two ideas that happen to intersect in one thought they become real it becomes something to be obsessed about right right and uh yeah, it's just a, it's a portrait of someone um, mm-hmm. who who at this time was so swept up with those two ideas that, in the intersection of them, um, just making a connection that probably isn't really there. But yeah, um, and you're talking, you know, early
2: '80s, like a film like that when it came out, it was a ama- It was like. When, remember when Avatar came out? It was like, "Oh my God, this is the best movie ever." It's Fern Gully Part Two. Visually, it's awesome. You know, so imagine a Kubrick work being at that same level in the '80s.
1: Well, this, but well, with a
2: story that's really six, like, uh, sixty-eight. But no, I mean, so, I mean sorry, yeah. someone seeing it in the '80s, sure, yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and and sort of latching onto that and the twinby ideas at the same time. Right. may have seen it earlier, but that's sort of that intersection like we were talking about, like that was like, like, like the an spark, uh-huh, right? moment exactly yeah. exactly, but that being sort of the the pinnacle of artistic film, you know, and then the toynbee ideas the sort of like the pinnacle of this person's idea of maybe religion,
1: science, you know, all kind of coming together well, and also. Just thinking more about the psyche and the my, and the context of the, the person who's probably responsible. I mean, um, it's very possible that this person grew up in sort of like working class Philadelphia yeah. and maybe didn't have, didn't relate to a lot of their peers, mm-hmm. um, possibly because maybe they felt that they were more intellectual or, or they didn't have anyone to bounce ideas off of for whatever reason. Right, right. And maybe felt isolated. I mean, who else calls into the Larry King show at like 3 a.m.? to yeah. like talk about who would want to talk to Larry King I know right No, um, <laughs> but maybe that's like part of the isolation yeah. of it I feel like if he had bounced those ideas off with someone else it'd be like oh yeah that is an interesting coincidence but actually though let's look at this if he had a, a peer or someone to talk to about it who mm. he could relate to or he or she could relate to um, maybe commiserate Yeah, Yeah. maybe it wouldn't have gotten to the point of obsession, Mm -hmm. but maybe just that isolation and that loneliness. I mean, this is all Um, pre-internet. This is like, you know, uh, if you're growing up in in some neighborhood in Philly and there's not really anyone that you can relate to or something like that, Mm -hmm. it's easy to see this isolation aspect. Right, and how someone would would use this as sort of an outlet. Exactly,
0: yeah. I think, I mean, there's... I think there's people tucked into the nooks and crannies of our society all over the place that are just i mean we, we find people all the time that are just dead in their apartments. you know you have people that are hoarders that mm-hmm. you know don't let people come into their space right. you, have, you have so many different people that, um, that that just are not they're not social people
1: they're not people people Well, and also everyone reacts to like a reject nut. Uh, not like a physical rejection, but a rejection of ideas of thought different feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might say, you know, well, screw you. I'm going to pursue this anyways. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm going to talk to more people and we're just going to figure this out. Some people might grow reclusive because they fear that criticism or they fear Mm -hmm. the rejection um, of either the media or their peers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just sends them into a spiral where they feel desperate
2: Right, and lock
0: everything else out and right, just focus yeah. on certain on little titles. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on little <laying> tiles, yeah. <laughs> Free State Guitar At Free State Custom Guitars Our specialty is, is guitars. guitars Modifications, custom paint jobs Logo designs, repairs And much more You can now own the guitar you've dreamed of Check out our signature series Guitars made by musicians For musicians Visit us at freestateguitars.com And follow us on Twitter at freestategtrs. If you're ready to rock We're ready to rock with you wanted to kind of just start getting into some more of the evidence yeah um, shoot. Of, of trying to find out who this person was tiling but mm-hmm. in 1983 the philadelphia Inquirer, a writer named clark de Leon mentioned um a, a gentleman named uh james marasco mm-hmm. and james marasco attempted to contact little local media about his reanimation theories uh, and this, this all comes from the guys that did Resurrect Dead. They went on and found old microfiche, mm-hmm. right? Which is, Joe, I feel like we should be doing more microfiche research. That would be awesome. If we can find a library that still has, has microfiche. Yeah. I just, one time, we need to go and do microfiche oh, research. I, no, I've seen it. It's, it's fun work. It's tedious, but it's yeah. fun. So um, the article was called, Want to Run That By Me Again?, and uh, he had written, you know, basically that uh, a, a social worker um, had called him by the name of James Morasco, that he wanted to try and colonize Jupiter with all the people who had passed away on the Earth. And he had also talked about Stanley Kubrick's monumental film and uh, his ideas of re- regeneration and growth from 2001. So obviously... You know this is very similar to what the tiles are talking about, right? right and right. this is a 1983 article, around the same time, or within, you know, maybe two years prior to mm-hmm. when people really started seeing the taking, tiles taking notice of the taking tiles. notice of right. the tiles around.
1: Well, yeah, and also uh, David Mamet, the um, playwright, mm-hmm. he uh, had a play in 1983 called 4 A.M., um, and it's. Basically, the story of the Larry King call in 1980.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, uh, that, that um, he, it seemed like he he heard it and then forgot that where like the inspiration. Yeah, came from. I mean, he
1: claims that he fabricated the whole story that yeah. it was you know. But I think he fabricated the
0: fabrication
1: of the story. Perhaps that <laughs> yeah. it could yeah. be very well that he more just of like didn't want to admit that he he was actually hearing it. You know. Yeah. Um, but it could be that he did hear it and then forgot that. Yeah, yeah. Jotted some notes
2: down and put it in a box somewhere, and then yeah, totally. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, you know? but
1: it's also, um, I guess, uh, kind of strange that 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 came about in 1983. And they're
2: so similar. Yeah. The <laughs> the James Morasco yeah. bit and then Mammoth stuff. Yeah, his short short play. There are so many similarities. Someone had to hear something or see something. You know what I mean? It's how do you get 2001, resurrection, dead molecules, planet Jupiter, how do you get all three of those things, or all four of those things, to be mentioned by two separate people? That's, it's, it's, yeah. it's like highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially in, in and around the
0: same area, and in and around the same time. Now, there were also, um, apparently, uh, some people who had heard the, Some kind of radio broadcast. It was like shortwave, shortwave radio coming through their TVs. Right now, uh, I didn't. I don't have any of the information of the guys who had said that they had heard it. But there had been several times that people had heard, you know, it had coming coming through their TV, talking about yeah, and radios talking about uh, you know the the same stuff we were talking about Toynbee ideas, the resurrection of the dead on planet Jupiter, just coming through their TV and then and then going away. Very shortly.
1: Well, it was rumored that he had a device in his vehicle and would drive around the neighborhood and interfere with the actual television signals and broadcast his message as he was driving past, so it would yeah. last as long as he you know and he had the giant antenna on as his long car. as he was in the area right. yeah
2: right', right. This is now, like uh, Christian Slater and pump up the volume. yeah, yeah. You, <laughs>
0: Well, I, the guy that lived next to me when I used to live at my parents' house when I, you know, when I was a kid huh. He had a shortwave radio Or a CB radio where Or a he ham was, radio Whatever it was But he was You know He, like a, he was talking to people All over the place mm-hmm. And that crap would come Through my TV All the time And it would yeah. come Like you could literally I would have a CD mm-hmm. You know I would have my CD player Turned on And it would just come straight on through the speakers, yeah, yeah. Until we got like the FCC involved, and eventually had him like put on like all these filters and things like that, so it wouldn't happen. But it was like, I I mean, not. I mean, I don't want to get too far into that, but it would it would actually come straight through speakers,
2: yeah. And back then, you know, radio waves and microwaves pretty easy to interfere with. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you had certain areas near airports that you couldn't have. Any sort of radio emitting frequency, you know. Yeah, and stuff. still today,
0: because of that, you can't even have your phones on during takeoff and things like that. So, yeah, but it's better now. But yeah. back then, yeah, you could you could disrupt because the plane is magic. <laughs>
2: exactly. Have you ever watched seen that video? Never no, mind. It's I have really no funny. Clue. Look um, up
0: the plane is magic. It's really funny. It's like a funnier die video.
2: You uh, could really, really easily disrupt stuff with a powerful enough antenna, and a powerful enough receiver you could just drive around like you were saying and just
1: so it's all kind of like the same portrait of like a desperate person
0: yeah it who
2: seems is
1: someone wants to get their message out desperately trying to get this message across but um, doesn't
0: want to see or talk to anyone at the same time so he's it's like, like the fan of the also,
1: but he also I mean fears probably a lot of rejection well and, and you if he turned it in
2: turned this idea into some kind of media outlet you know Talk to some kind of executive, and the executive basically laughed at him and said, "What? You're a crackpot, you know?" Uh, and someone who's borderline has some issues, yeah, mental issues. Then how would you take that?
1: Right. You know, you would. Well, uh, not very well, and as evidenced by um, some of the tiles had um, little separate mm-hmm. that say yeah, little like auxiliary tile auxiliary tiles that would yeah the little auxiliary tile auxiliary tiles that would say like murder all journalists yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing yeah it would say please yeah after it's, that or I it's beg all you. just feeding into his desperation and yeah. um, feelings of rejection and loneliness. So, yeah.
0: uh, like I was saying about the 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 Philadelphia Inquirer, so he said that a guy named James Morasco had called in. Well. They did find a James Morasco that, that did live in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. However, this James Morasco, he died in 2003, and long before he died, at the age of, I think, 78, he had his voice box removed like 20 years before. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't actually speak at all. Okay. So uh, they don't think that he was actually it but I mean, you don't have to he talk is, to make time no but you do have to talk to talk on shortwave radio during the 80s this is true this so is true. and also he would have been in his 70s when most of the tiles were laid which
1: is Major- unlikely yeah. perhaps yeah he that had, he would have been so old yeah well okay. especially if he already had like other physical conditions it probably yeah. would have been uncomfortable harder for him to yeah. produce them yeah so okay.
0: one of the other guys was what railroad Joe <laughs> right what was, well, sounds I mean, like a Tom Waits song yeah it but, does yeah, yeah. What, who, how was that guy? How was that guy connected? Railroad
1: Joe also lived at the same address that was found on one of the tiles in South America. Yeah, and yeah. Um, coincidentally, I guess uh, he worked uh, some railroad company that happened to um, the range of the tiles was in, in, in different American cities. Chicago. It and, was yeah. the exact range of the railroad that he worked for. It didn't go uh, any so further west or with... any further south. Right. Correct. Yeah, and. Um, And additionally, the same railroad company at one point had business dealings in South America. Oh. Especially, um, well, in in the same towns where the the tiles were found. Okay. So it's it's pretty logical to think that perhaps he could have been traveling down there. Um, He did have the same... his address was the same address that was listed on one of the tiles in South America, and it's the funny because one the tile, only right. one
0: single tile that listed that address. Yeah, right. right yeah, okay. So, and really, um, all all of this kind of came about during the, you know, the age of the internet. Like, it, unless we would have had this and would have known. Nobody would have ever been able to piece this together. Especially all the tiles being linked together.
1: So I think Railroad, Railroad Joe was a suspect primarily because of the range of the railroad company where he worked and also the um, trip yeah, to South was, America and also the address. It was something mm.
0: like a, uh, like a telescope that they were putting down there. And it was like the right, largest yeah, piece exactly. of silica ever put together mm-hmm. at the time for like the, for the giant telescope. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which was kind of neat by the way, little, just little tangent, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but uh, we'll, we'll get to, I guess the last suspect, right? There's okay. really only three. There was James Morasco. Right. Right. He was very, very old, right. had his voice box removed. Railroad Joe, who I p- believe died around the same time. He died time. earlier, though. Yeah, right? he, yeah, he died actually. Yeah, I think he died um, somewhere during the mid '90s. Yeah, it was like m- late '80s, early '90s. So, yeah, so he. I mean, he kind of so went might away be as out, a out of the running. Because, yeah, pretty early. Yeah. So and then you have the the last suspect, which would be Sevi Verna, mm-hmm. right? And he also lived. At the exact same address as Railroad Joe did, right, right. Uh, after Railroad Joe died, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's also some ties. Remember, we were talking about the the whole radio thing. Yeah, uh, the guys in Resurrect Dead went to some old, uh, old ham radio. Uh, uh, it's like radio con. Yeah, like a radio convention, <laughs> yeah. like a ham radio convention. Mm-hmm. There's. Like, there's so many weird little conventions of, oh, of, yeah. of di- just different things. I mean, you guys you guys just did, like, Con. There's people yeah. that are all about Ouija boards get together and they discuss it. BronyCon. You know, there's oh, Comic-Con. There's tons
2: of cons. Yeah,
0: but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so whatever you're into, there's, like, a convention for people. Uh, next year, the America... American Homebrewing Association is having the mm-hmm. Homebrewers Convention in Baltimore. I'm really Ooh, excited about that. That's awesome. So I'm going to make sure I get uh, a membership, and we're going to go to that. That yes. Hopefully we can record there. That would yes, be awesome. that would be awesome. Yeah, so, and maybe get drunk. Uh, So, off of awesome, awesome home room. But uh, anyway, so this radio convention, these guys uh, that did the, you know, James Dewar, uh, you know, uh, these other, these guys all went to that, and they talked to a few different people, Mm -hmm. and they were actually transmitting, at the time, a pirate radio station inside of the hotel. Right. And got it out there, and, you know, it was like, one guy would be like, oh, there's somebody I think you need to talk to. Oh, there's you know, and he would take him to another guy, and, and he they would were, take him to another guy.
2: And they, they all seemed, at least in the film, they all seemed to be kind of old hats at, at sort of the shortwave radio right, right. shtick, you know. So they all kind of knew of someone who knew of
0: someone who all just happened to be at one place
2: at one time right. and, at the and convention.
0: they eventually took him to this one gentleman mm-hmm. who they were talking about names, and they, they said the name Sevi, and he replied, Verna? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Right. And had seen writings from him talking about the same things that we're talking about. Uh, the, the you know, not necessarily the tiles, but the, the Toynbee idea, the resurrection of the dead, the minor what is it, the minority group?
2: Minority Association. Minority Association. Which, which came about when um, the quote-unquote James Morasco character had first uh, submitted I guess the information or his theory to the media
0: back in the early eighties. Right. So that's where that comes in. So uh, you I mean you have all kinds of, and, and that was the, the the minority association was basically a group and that that, you know championed this theory or Yeah, idea. that he had probably he had formed with two or three people. Probably. You know. know you know, to discuss these ideas, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So, you know, basically we think that that's who it is, this Sevi Verna character. Mm -hmm. Um, When they went to go see him at his house, they actually went to go knock on his door in a just blue-collar Philadelphia neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, They found up and down the street these Mm proto-tiles that were embedded all over the street, these tiny little tiles with just, like, XP and, like, like random little, letters just random and letters and numbers and things like that um, so they think that whoever it was was definitely from this one street mm-hmm. so um, there was also some uh, findings in some of the tiles talking about how you know they sent someone to try and kill me and things like that and right. he had had a break-in at his house mm-hmm. where some neighbors uh, I think had heard him on like the ham radio and he was being very loud and he was I think he was playing piano, maybe, as well. And they busted in and threatened him, you know, and held him at knife point mm-hmm. before they left, you know. And that kind of coincides with the whole they sent people to kill me, the media sent people to kill me, you know. Right. Because he's, you know, if you have someone who's kind of paranoid, Right. you know, it, it makes sense, right? So it, it all kind of goes well together. But, I mean, to me, it's, it's not so... I know we're discussing you know possible mental illness that this person has mm. uh which is you know very disheartening, but the point to me is that he has created this amazing mystery, yeah all over the Americas, you know what I mean and and placed them wherever he goes um there was also some talk about uh about this the Sebi Verna character, which we generally probably think that that's who it is could be I mean right. If
2: I were, if I were a betting man, Mm -hmm. um, I would say it was. Yeah. But there is, like I said before, there is no thumbprint. There is no. There is a few trails Mm -hmm. that lead you to believe he is, uh, but he's never said
0: yes, he's never... He's admitted. never even answered the door. Never even answered the door. Yeah. Uh, even to his neighbors that have literally talked to him as he goes down the street and things right. like even, that. Right,
2: even to, uh, to an extent where there was paperwork that one of the old uh, shortwave radio guys still had from James Morasco and the Minority Association. Uh, most of the paperwork states, James Morasco, James Morasco... And then one line,
0: uh, Verna's name is there. Sevi Verna. Yeah, right. So uh, it seems like he was moonlighting as using a, that as a, what, a pseudonym. Aliens.
1: Well, yeah, it's not it's not completely unreasonable to think that if he had a a, a fear, a social anxiety, and didn't want to be the the face of the organization, Especially or or we're... if he was paranoid enough to think that he couldn't use his real name, right. it's not it's not much of a leap to think that he could. Create a pseudonym to oh, yeah, yeah. to uh, I mean James Morasco sort of mask yeah exactly everything. it could be a, just a fictional character altogether mm-hmm.
0: but uh, one of the things that I found was super cool was that uh, apparently uh, from some of his neighbors uh, some of the, uh, the the producers and uh, the people from Resurrect Dead were talking to his neighbors and they, they said that one of his vehicles that had a large antenna Mm -hmm. also on the passenger side floorboard uh, was just cut out, was totally missing. Okay,
2: I had a 1974 Ford Maverick, Uh and I didn't cut the floorboards out.
0: It rotted out. Just rusted out. (laughs) It rusted out? Yeah, you had like flintstone holes.
2: Yeah, and that sucked.
0: Yeah. Why would you do that on purpose? Well, because uh, some of the tiles... That have been found, Mm -hmm. have been found basically driving into the Holland Tunnel, where you cannot stop. In the middle of the street, basically. In the very absolute middle of the street, where you cannot stop. And it's possible that upon making these tiles, they were dropped out of the floorboard just as you're driving by. Okay. So think about it, right? Instead of going out, actually placing the tiles in your physical self, if you want to get in and out of there as quick as possible, yeah, you're just a driving. Good delivery system. You just drop them out like a, like a bomber.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And the funny, or not funny, but the interesting thing about that is it just sounds more like a compulsive behavior than an yeah. actual practical behavior, because who's going to actually read it, you know, on the... In you know, the middle of in a In the middle a of a tunnel, highway. yeah. Yeah. And um, so it kind of feels like it might be more of a compulsion... Yeah, but it's also a, kind of
2: a needle in the haystack kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like the one person who does see this, it will impact them.
1: I suppose, yeah. I guess I um guess my thinking he does want it to be seen by as many people as possible in his mind. And you'd think um, it'd be like crosswalks, which a lot of a them lot are. A lot of them are. But I think at some point it became so habitual and it became such a compulsion that it didn't matter where it was. He just had to do it at a certain yeah, time yeah. in a certain w- way. And it was mm-hmm. just sort of a, a thing that just had to happen, mm-hmm. um, whether or not anyone saw it. Yeah, but it's it's if you think about it
2: that way, then you look at the tiles themselves. Mm-hmm. They're all different kinds of colors. And, I mean, so much work and care goes into them. Mm-hmm. It can't just be that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean you... Because Cause it, it, with something like that, it would be like, I don't know, they'd all be relatively uniform or... He would, you know, like, construct them all basically the same. They're all different colors, and they all say different little things, except for the main
1: four lines. Right. They all have their own unique characteristic. That's true, but they all... I mean, they all... similar. They all have the same lines, but they also all seem very compulsory and yeah. very compulsive. I know. So it's, it's like that's like weird... a thread also that... Kind of unites all of them, yeah, uh, and it fits into the idea of um, I just have to lay them down. I just have to do it. It just has to be and it seen. Could just, yeah, I mean, it could just be
2: he could only get red, white, and pink. You know that yeah. that week.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
2: You know, yeah.
1: or yeah,
0: it just really makes me think of someone who is an out of the box thinker, right? Yeah, because you know he could have written a book and and been you know been chided for it his his theories and his ideas. Right, he could have. He could have done it in any way. He could have rented a plane and had it, you know, uh, you know, put it in smoke across the sky. But he chose <laughs> right. to embed it in tiles where it's going to last for a very, very long time until mm. it's repaved over, um, or, or you know, possibly stolen. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people who, not a lot, but there are some art thieves that are basically going in and they're ripping these tiles out in order to try and sell them. Why? Because if you think oh, about is it, I like, mean, memorabilia Joe, you or... say why? But we're in bizarre. Yeah, a people shop. would buy that. <laughs> I know, amazing I know, curiosities, I know. right? would buy that. So know. imagine if you the... had a tile stuck into the ground. All these people, there's so much mystery around it.
2: Yeah, right? true. It's like it, 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 I don't know. If we got down to the bottom of the money pit, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same kind of thing.
0: There are people out there that are willing to. You know, just take something for—I know—for not necessarily profit or money. They might want to just keep it for themselves or whatever. But you know, if it's not nailed down,
2: (laughs) then it's up for grabs. Then it's up for grabs. There's plenty of people
0: like that in society. So, um, so I guess we'll talk a little bit. We've kind of basically gone through the main suspects who we probably think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You want to talk a little bit about? I hate to call them copycats. But um, other tilers? Sure. Possibly? Yeah. So there's another tiler called uh, House of Hades. um, And he's very well known for his tiles, a lot of the time, look very, very similar Mm -hmm. to the Toynbee tiles. Except for up at the top, it'll say House of Hades, Kill All Media, that sort of thing, 2012. A lot of it came out during the... uh, He started tiling a lot during the Occupy movement. Okay. as well around Occupy places, people that were occupying. He would put tiles down, Kill All Media 2012, House of 80s, things like that. And they were placed all around too. Um, okay, uh, but
2: that's not, that's nothing like the Toyinbee Ties. No, it, that's it, just
0: it's, using the same medium to get a message. You're in. right, it is using the same medium, but a lot of the time they were placed very near Toynbee tiles so, so, and, and things yeah, like that. So you,
2: you would see his message along with the original Toynbee tile, right? Message.
0: So, but but he's still using the same technique and he's still putting them out uh, all over the place, yeah. Now, but he's not
2: saying Toynbee idea, movie 2001, resurrected. Oh, no, sometimes he is. Oh well, that's not right.
0: But no, no, <laughs> that's not no, right. But the original Toynbee tiles, a lot of the I know the, it, it does. They say get take it out up there, the mantle you, and exactly. And, and this whoever House of Hades is mm-hmm. is also trying to do that. Okay, um, All right. another Fair enough another uh, Tyler, which is very prolific, is the stick man Tyler, okay, and it man. looks like a tiny little stick man, right? Uh-huh. That a lot of the time they're placed by Toynbee tiles very near the Toynbee tiles mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a little tiny stick man usually in white sometimes in yellow and they're around too and you can see them in sidewalks and asphalt places all over the place as well okay and very soon you might see some curioso tiles
1: Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i think the spirit uh, or at least the spirit that um sevi or whoever did these uh, intended for with the uh, inspiring people to do it themselves I think was to reach more people, so yeah. I think a lot of the sort of copycat, if you will, uh, tiles that are more in the same spirit and more authentic mm-hmm. are in places where the original ones didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think um, that's more of what he he had was in trying mind. to spread. Right. Yeah, right. So I think than... that those are the more, the more in the more, more in the spirit of the uh, actual original ones. Yeah, I mean, but, and and that's what I'm saying. It's
2: like I, I I don't mind. Someone taking up the mantle and Mm -hmm. continuing that, but keep it relatively the same as the original. Right. Thus, the original idea stays intact. Right. You can add your other stuff to it. That's fine. But keep keep true to what what that belief, that idea, that theory was. Um, And even even like with uh, with art, you know, it's like people copy art all the time. Homage. Yeah, homages. You know. But they try to keep it to where the original art is still prominent. Right. So you know exactly where it came from. Right. You know, with the copycat stuff, if you're not going to pick up the mantle, basically, and and plop it down, then uh, make it your own thing. Do something different. You can still do the same medium. Right. But don't. I wouldn't lump it in the same category as the Toynbee tiles.
1: Well,
0: I'm not necessarily, but, I mean, we are talking about the Toynbee tiles, and they are using the same techniques. A lot Mm -hmm. of the time, uh, the House of Hades tiles look very similar, and a lot of the time, they have the same message, even though they have his own message laid over top. Him, her, whoever happens to be. That's cool.
2: Like, I'm not not down on that.
0: Yeah. So, especially considering the fact that, uh, as soon as we're done recording, I have made... A curioso tile uh, right that uh, I filmed myself cutting all open mm-hmm. uh, gluing together um, I've tarred it, and we are going to place it outside of bazaar as soon as we're done, right into the asphalt. Woo. So this Yay! one won't be a mystery. <laughs> this one will not be a mystery because everyone, <laughs> everyone will know what it is. And everyone that goes by it, they will see that it will say thecurioso.com backslash resurrect dead. Awesome. Which mm-hmm. is what uh, the uh, actual website that will host this specific podcast will be on.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. So I guess in summation... Right? Are we there yet? Yeah. yeah. All right. In summation, uh, what I want you to do, curiosos, is, uh, well, go to iTunes or whatever and give us a five star review. But besides that, Mm -hmm. I also want you to go out when you're walking along the streets of your city. I want you to look in the crosswalks. I want you to look in the streets. I want you to look and see if you see a Toynbee tile. Make sure there's no cars there first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look both ways. Yes obviously look both ways but take a look for these tiles because someone has placed them there with care with care about society that he wants everyone who has ever died to be resurrected on planet jupiter and whether that happens to be an idea that is never going to happen or possibly could happen the point is someone has placed it with there with care and i want you to look upon it with reverence
1: and buy your Jupiter plot at the uh, curiosopodcast.com. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs>
1: or else you won't have anywhere to be. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I just want to I just want to say thank you so much to Greg again for having us up at his awesome shop oh, bazaar. No, thank mm-hmm. you I for cannot tout how much This place is is just amazing. Like so much taxidermy on the walls. I just Just... hammock in the back and just sleep here. (laughs) You're welcome anytime. Thank you so
1: much for coming here and we're so honored to have
0: you. It's no problem. And uh you guys ready to go place a tile? Let's do it. All right. We're gonna put this up on our YouTube page as soon as we're done. Uh so we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you Oh shoot, I don't know. Well, sometimes it takes a while for them to embed. So, true. so I think after, I think we're going to have to maybe wait a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So the, um, so the actual movie, we're not going to do it as soon as we're done. We'll probably wait till it embeds and then we can come up and get a good, you know, shot. another good video, another good shot once it's nicely, firmly embedded, mm-hmm. uh, and then put that, put that, uh, put that video up after okay. that. Sounds so, good. so let's say a couple of weeks after you listen to this episode, then you can go ahead and look for the Toynbee Tile uh, video. So, And I'll make sure I add that to the page as well. So thank you, Curiosos, for listening. And uh, we, we need a sign-off, Joe. Mm-hmm. See you on Planet Jupiter. There you go. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. You don't have any notes? I don't, although
1: I can get my computer. It's all up here. here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs)